1: of the world's human blocking voice network in partnership with sb nation i am meg murray and i am joined as always by paul stewart how's it going paul
2: pretty good pretty good the sun sunshine is glorious here in scotland maybe not so much like the texas heat but it is pretty warm
1: you guys he had the audacity to say that (laughs) it was hot in scotland today so i looked at the temperature And it is 72 degrees Fahrenheit.
2: That's hot for us. That's hot for us.
1: Sure. But I took my dog on a mile-long walk, and I had to lay down on my tile floor for 30 minutes afterwards. It's 103 degrees here.
2: (laughs) Oh, dear.
1: Which, for you, is 39 and a half degrees. According
2: yeah. to Yes, yeah, so, it so sounds about right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still sweating and I've been inside for like an hour and a half now. So I don't want to hear it, basically. 72 oh. sounds amazing.
2: Don't don't worry, I won't mention another word about it. Don't <laughs> worry. One day though, I will pop excuse me. I will properly Don't escape. you
1: chew into the microphone?
2: <laughs> Sorry. Good lord! i can't help it these are absolutely delicious what
1: uh,
2: is it a uh, pork scratchings you ever had them before a what pork scratchings they're basically a pig fat deep fried
1: oh that's a we call those pork rinds i think
2: Uh pork rinds yeah but we call them scratchings um oh. so yeah I, I love them to bits. but what was i talking about there I don't know.
1: I was giving you crap about talking about how hot it is. So oh yeah, know.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. One one day I'll proper experience a proper Texas summer. Then I can actually make a full assessment of what's that. Compare that to Scotland. So
1: yeah, um, you it'll make you uh, rethink a couple things.
2: <laughs> you think about life. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I
1: was rethinking. I was like, once I got uh, about like a quarter mile in, I was like. Do I turn around? Like, am I done? I'm questioning everything. Oh dear! And my poor pup is, you know, wearing a fur coat outside. So, tried to yeah. we sought it as much shade as possible.
2: Yeah, it's not fun for dogs in any type of extreme heat. So, it's always trying to find as much shade as much as you can get.
1: Yeah. Well, she gets mad at me if I don't take her on a walk. So it's like pick pick a lane. <laughs> <laughs> but um okay so we had some we had a couple you know free agency signings that um you know that your boy stephen jones can hang his hat on after you know teasing that all
2: yeah it's still it's not the big bluster signings we're all still kind of hoping for but it's a position fillers that we're desperately needing going into camp so The Dallas Cowboys have acquired Christian Sam, uh, formerly out of the United States Football League, USFL, who played for the New Orleans Breakers, and he has experience in the NFL before, uh, getting drafted by the New England Patriots in 2018 as a sixth-round draft pick. And he's been in several practice squads with the Dolphins, 49ers, Lions, and uh, he had also um, time with the Tampa Bay Bandits with the usfl as well so he's played with two teams there but um so he's one of the guys we've brought in and also malik jefferson um who last season uh, was playing with the, the colts and he was drafted back in 2018 also by the cincinnati Bengals. so with that being said both of these players that i've just mentioned they're both from texas and they play linebacker so you we go. love
1: the hometown kids
2: we certainly do
1: Yeah. um, I mean, obviously you're unlikely to see them on the field necessarily, but um, it's like we said last week, it's like really important to have um, like just that competition at camp at Uh, uh, position.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when it comes to like a linebacker special, we're very on thin ice when it comes to numbers and, having rotations for that position. Yeah. We're, we seem to be okay for O-line. We seem to be really good for – we seem to be pretty stacked up for defensive line, but linebacker is probably my biggest concern in terms of rotation. Like, we don't want to burn out Micah Parsons. We don't want to burn out LVE. We don't want to burn out, like, um, Jabal Cox. is just coming back from a massive surgery from last year uh, – So a massive injury from last year. We're trying to – try and we want to make sure he – obviously gets his reps but we don't want to burn them out so with that being said it's like we just need to make sure that we're, we're plenty of guys that can actually come in do their job during camp and make sure that our main starters are actually getting time off the field as well to kind of recuperate it uh, like recover and stuff like that and get back in again
1: yeah 100 percent. so i mean good on them for getting those guys signed to the squad so we can uh you know be the best we can be. Yep. Um also, I won't dwell on this for too long, but I uh found it interesting that Vaughn was talking about, you know, since we were speaking of free agency.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you brought this up. I am so <laughs> glad. Like like if Vaughn Miller, right? Like if, if Vaughn Miller said he would take a pay cut just to join Dallas. I'm sorry, but didn't Dallas actually make him an offer? They made
1: him the same offer that they made Randy Gregory.
2: And yet he didn't accept it. Well, it was 50
1: 50 million versus 120 million is kind of a steep drop-off.
2: I know, but still.
1: It's It's not really – see, this is my thing. It's not a competitive offer, um, especially when you're offering it to somebody who – like, trust me, I'm – A huge Randy Gregory fan. I think that's been established, but like if we're talking about experience and like what he can earn in this league with like how long he's been there, how good he is, the level that he's at, and you offer him the same as Randy Gregory, that's just a slap in the face.
2: Yes and no. The reason I find why they offer them that, like I think the Bills have went overkill with that deal. To be honest, because what Von Miller right now, I can't remember his exact. Is he's not like thirty four years old right now, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and he's given a six year, thirty three years old, and he's given a six year contract with the Bills. He's not going to play till he's thirty nine in that position.
1: Well, you know that they just put that the year's number on there with like contingencies. So he's not going to pick play six years and they're not going to pay him no. for six years.
2: <laughs> I know, but I, I,
1: that, but it looks like a win when you get to present that offer out. The thing is, it's just, if you're, I think the reason they made that offer is because they weren't serious about ever bringing him on, Yeah, which I get that, but it's just like, it's just embarrassing. <laughs> just make it if you don't want him just don't make him an offer yeah to be like i appreciate everything you've done i think you're amazing at this time we just don't have a way to make it work don't make him an offer that's a slap in the face
2: yeah when you put it in that perspective i tend to agree but I, it's just i was just kind of like initially when i was when i had the news he's like if dallas made me an offer less than what i'm running right now i would have joined i'm not well and, I, and oh, just my automatic reactions like, but like Dallas did make an offer, but I didn't really, but it was just like. Right.
1: I, I think what his, what he meant, like there's a little like, um, what he meant when he said like, I would accept an offer that was less than what the bills gave me to go to Dallas. I mm. think he was more in the ballpark of like, let's talk like 80, 90, a hundred, not 50.
2: <laughs> yeah that's a lot of money well let's be honest all time, of it's a lot of money at, at the time as well we couldn't really offer them that type of money because right. because we're just we're we're in salary cap hell essentially we didn't know we we're trying, if it was all about the cap
1: whose so, fault is that
2: i wonder i really <laughs> wonder
1: so, let this, me get my pitchforks out <laughs>
2: let let me get let me get the fire (laughs) (laughs) oh no Pitchforks and torches
1: well just actually i will keep my pitchfork out because we uh we're kind of gonna piggyback off of what we did last week Mm. um you know john mishota is just the gift that keeps on giving with like random uh cowboys content for us this offseason which in the desert of content
2: Yeah, big shout-out to John, man. Big shout-out to him.
1: Oh, yeah. He uh, rounded up what he thought he thinks to be the 10 worst decisions of the past decade. So, uh, like last week, I will just read them off one by one, and then we can uh, pick out the ones that stand out to you. So, at number one, he has signing Greg Hardy. Number two, drafting Taco Charlton. Number three, Jalen Smith's contract extension number four Ezekiel Elliott's contract extension number five sticking with Jason Garrett for too long six hiring Mike Nolan as defensive coordinator seven drafting Gavin Escobar in the second round eight drafting Tristan Hill in the second round Nine not getting more for Amari Cooper.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And at number ten, signing Nolan Carroll to a three-year deal in 2017. He said the. He also mentioned that um, number ten was also potentially Kelvin Joseph, but it's a. There's too many
2: F's and buts. Yeah, ifs and
1: buts that haven't been uh, ironed out yet.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we've we've barely even seen Kelvin Joseph being. On the field yet, essentially yeah. So we can't really make that proper uh, assessment yet, and also we don't know um, what the whole deal with the whole legal process is. But uh, I think sp- when speaking to um, Mickey, Mickey Spagnola on Thursday, he's kind of saying it's pretty much um, Dallas is they're confident that it, it's it's pretty much going to be fine going into camp. And stuff I like thought there's nothing else to report i think it's cleared, but again it doesn't want a kind of fully confirm or not but this is what he was kind of saying it's like it's pretty much on the cards that he will be ready and ready to go at training camp so i guess yeah. that is a positive but again it's yeah it, we just don't know if that's going to be justified as a number 10 worst decision yet
1: <laughs> right yeah i mean i don't think that he will suffer any uh you know legal consequences because I do think that he worked out a deal um, to give up names but yeah it just it depends on if they decided to suspend him and stuff like that so yeah definitely ifs ands or buts still left to be determined with that guy but speaking of iffy character issues um signing Greg Hardy as number one was pretty spot on
2: I don't know if i would actually put him as number one though i know what people are saying like i'm just thinking about what he's actually done in the field I've when you put uh, outside of football yeah he deserves to be number one but when he's actually been on the field he actually did okay considering like he still had, had pressures and stuff like that but regardless i know it sounds controversial the guy is an absolute douchebag i know i'm saying that like I'm trying to think of the most PC word to use about him. Yeah. And uh, and obviously, he's kind of transitioned going into MMA, and obviously, he's he's he did okay, but his reputation preceded him when he was even doing the mixed martial arts after that. So, um, yeah, so in the grand scheme of things, yes, number one kind of seems it it's, makes sense to put Greg Hardy right up there. That uh, when you take it take away it out of the what he's actually done on the football field, um, things. Um, number two, though, yeah, that still hurts me so much. Is the tackle talk, tackle Charlton draft? That hurts me to this day. I don't yeah, know about just, you, Meg.
1: <laughs> I'll go back really quick just to make one point. The Greg Hardy thing was just it's a stain on like the organization
2: yes
1: and the the discourse around it and the fact that they um like signed him to begin with it has nothing to do with if he made a tackle or not on the field it's just like
2: yeah "Yeah, we did that um but
1: yes taco johnson was not a great choice
2: (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) it was kind of it was promising but when you had like everyone wanted tj watt everyone did i wanted tj watt at number yeah. 17 if he was there available that's the guy we should have went and got and look what's happened now tj Watt's like thinking about like defensive one of the top runners for defensive player of the year last year yeah top like top it was top three overall and defensive ends and stuff like that along with miles garrett and i can't remember who else but I think it was one of the bosa brothers i, I believe uh, but yeah it's it makes it, it brings some sickness to your stomach the fact that we passed up in certain players didn't it yeah it really, it really does uh but it, yeah yeah
1: it absolutely does it's one of those things and you know obviously we sung will mcclay's praises last week and he does deserve all the praise but, you know, you're not going to hit on every guy that you get.
2: No, you're not. You're not. And and what's even more. Sick and that as well, was certainly a not hitting. <laughs> what hurts me even more? is like, like yeah. when I put this quote right now and I want to see your reaction when I see this. Tackle, Charlton is a Super Bowl champion. Kansas City. He won the Super Bowl. Oh, my
1: God. City. I forgot. About that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. it, 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 how much does that suck it doesn't feel good <laughs> no it doesn't it doesn't if you're a cowboys fan out there like, and and just even saying it like tackle charlton has won a super bowl it really hurts it really like if it was like like someone's just grabbed your stomach and just twisted it and it's like oh man
1: <laughs> it okay so it sounds like the theme for like we did on girls talking boys and today it seems like the theme is like, let's hurt our own feelings today. So
2: we us go with that. we us still with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cause we really like went in on the, on the Vaughn thing. And then, you know, kind of discussed. We said we went into a lot of tangents on things that hurt our feelings, but this one's doing it for me right now. Taco Charlton. Yeah. That's yeah not great.
2: I, I told you that was going to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good lord. Okay, so one also that I knew was gonna be on here. Ezekiel Elliott's contract extension.
2: Oh, I think we're we're messed up number three.
1: Oh, I yeah, I did skip number three. I we can talk about Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith's contract extension, I don't know. I think it was one of those things where they were like, we're gonna look really smart if he balls out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Like, I mean, I've had the pleasure of actually meeting Julian. I think he's a lovely guy. Oh yeah. like, you, like, and he's so stand up, whatever and that. Like, you can't see a bad thing about him. At the time, it was a it was such a team friendly deal of that extension as well. At the time, yeah. Like, and I had no problem with paying him that amount of money at the time, but obviously since he signed the contract, he's completely regressed down. So. That's probably why he's been bummed up to number three. But personally, for me, I would put him lower than that compared to when we're looking, going back down the list of all the other um, the points that John's made in his article. Um, yeah, I think three may be a wee bit, bit too high for the Jalen scenario. I know, like, don't get me wrong, I've been one of Jalen's biggest critics when he's on the field and stuff like that. Yeah. But in a grand scheme of things like you're saying, like at the time no one really battered an eyelid when he signed the contract like right but it was more so like as the years have kind of gotten by we're not seeing what we paid for yeah he had a
1: pretty steep decline after that deal was signed and like that's just one of those things it wasn't the money that people were like freaking out about either it was just like well you signed him to a contract so now he has to do something and then he'd didn't do anything and it's like well if he had then you wouldn't be saying this so yeah it was one of those yeah. early gets and they were like yeah this is a great move like this is going to work out for us and they just kind of gambled on it and yeah. it didn't work out
2: yeah it was it was ever since he did do that injury uh was it the senior bowl, or was it basically it, it caused him to miss out his rookie season Ever since yeah. that he, he never played, he was never the same player that he was in college when he got to the pros. Yeah. But in all fairness, though, when he f- his first season when he actually started playing, he did all right. He made some great tackles, he made some great contribution to the team. Like in his first season with LVE, like it was actually yeah. not too bad. But
1: we were all doing the swipe, we were yeah, getting yeah,
2: yeah Yeah, yeah, you had the Predator for and the Wolf Hunter combination. Yeah. But now it's just like completely non-existent now. Like, especially last year, um, last well, back in twenty twenty, more yeah. more so in that season, is you've seen a lot of flaws. Like, there, there I don't know if it was more to do with Jalen not actually knowing the playbook, making the wrong plays. Like, you would actually see him going into the wrong gap, and it would free up the running gap, like, it was, the Browns game like, uh, back in 2020 is probably the best example where we let a fisherman of a running back to actually pound us over, like, 200 yards. Not even, like, Nick Chubb wasn't playing, or whoever it was. it was. It was, like, a four-string running back. It absolutely mauled us. Yeah. And and it was not good enough. And Jalen, like, just to mm-hmm. not, what, for whatever reason it may be, to not do anything in that game. And the foot and just watching the game to tape of that that game, it was just like you're just nodding your head in so much disappointment because there's been games where he has stand out. There has been years where he looked the part, but for some reason, I don't know if it was just maybe down to a certain defensive coordinator or the steam or whatever and that that caused that. We don't know. We just don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And then he decided to be number nine, so that was the nail in the coffin.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that did not go down well with NFL fans. Well, NFL fans, Cowboys fans. So I do. Yeah, apologize. I was like, NFL fans don't care. Cowboys
1: fans. Yeah. Care
2: <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I am. I, I in general, I am not a fan of the whole number change idea. You can pick whatever number you want, like. Because especially <laughs> from a re- refereeing perspective, right, you have, you have your set numbers, like say your, your, t- your numbers in your 10s and your 80s are your wide receivers and tight ends. Your de- offensive linemen are your 60s and 70s. Your defensive linemen are in your 90s and also 50s. Like referees will know what position certain players will be if they're assigned to a specific number. Like, yeah. f- like, 54, you would think maybe, oh, he could be an O-lineman or a D-lineman or a linebacker. That's the kind of, like, narrative. But you would never think, like, number seven would be a cornerback. You would never think number one would be a wide receiver. Like, mm-hmm. you would think you would think number one would be special teams or number seven would be a quarterback. Yeah. Like, um, but going from 54 to number nine, oh, no, no, no. I...
0: I...
1: And I, I get the sentimental value behind numbers. Like, I know that was his number at Notre Dame.
2: Yeah.
0: Um,
1: the f- The funny story. Okay, so my sister bought a, um, a Jalen jersey, like, his first year. Um, and then, you know, he switched. But at that point, she was already like, I already want to get rid of this jersey anyways, because he sucks. Um, you know but it happened again to one of my friends the other day and I was cracking me up because he, it was like his pride and joy Jersey. It's Nick Bolton. Who's a linebacker for Kansas city.
0: Mm.
1: And he, it's like, he went to Mizzou, Nick Bolton went to Mizzou. So he was like, he got drunk one night and got this Jersey. And he was like, I love this Jersey so much. And then Nick Bolton this week changed his number to
2: 32. <laughs> See, and, that, and that's enough. And I find it's just so annoying. It's like, it's
1: like, people
2: buy your jersey bro yeah there's no very much consideration about the fans they're the ones that's paying their money for the to go and see you they can't no one can really just spark out an extra how much is a jersey in in the states about over a hundred dollars
1: yeah over a hundred
2: dollars yeah no not many people can just whiff out a hundred dollars just out of nowhere oh yeah um let me buy let me buy the same jersey but just with different numbers it just seems pointless. you should
1: be able to exchange them. I think that should be a rule.
2: That should be a rule. Yeah, I agree. That should be. But
1: if I was president,
2: <laughs> Oh but the team teams, when they like that, they would not be making as much money.
1: Yeah, well, you let them change in the first place. So that's on you.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, but
1: one number who, that has not changed. Actually. His jersey number hasn't changed. His uh, his dollar amount has changed quite a bit. Ezekiel Elliott got a contract extension.
0: Ah, um, yes,
1: yeah, for six years, ninety million dollars with fifty million guaranteed.
2: Yeah, if there's one person to blame, for, blame for that contract is Todd Gurley. That guy. No, this you're
1: was... you were so right. We talked about this a little bit last week, and you mm-hmm. said that, and I was like, that's the most spot on thing.
2: If it, see if Todd Gurley never got that contract in the first place, we would not be having this conversation of Zeke's money being more than that. And at the time like Todd Gurley, like, just to put this in, compas- in comparison, Gurley had a great style, like great second year with the Rams, great year, like. You could, yeah, it could be worth a lot of money, but that's just when the injury started kicking in. And so, for some reason, the Rams just decided to give them that bloody contract anyway. Whatever it was, a tactic to make sure that other teams would overpay for their players, which could be that way is a pure mind game between franchise, uh, the GMs, where they might pay overpay a player and now they're star riding backs. So I think, oh, if he's getting that, I want that. And then it causes a whole m- monstrous. Confusion where agents and the GMs and stuff like that. It comes yeah. a war, so that could be one scenario. But when it comes to Zeke, though, like I could, I don't blame him. It's like, well, I'm definitely a better running back in third really. I want more than that, so yeah. I don't blame Zeke. I blame other teams for causing this. Like because when you really do think about this, like a, again. Going back, see he's been like he's pretty much been like you could say he's had a couple of dipped years and stuff like that. But he's if there's one thing for sure, he still gives it all regardless what, can, even for yeah. injury, whatever that. He's always tries to be on the field and stuff yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, he's a good like cowboy too, just
2: like oh, in the community he's, he, and he, like yeah. He's a, t- he's a team player. He he loves the city. Does he's embraced it? He embraced the, uh, the Cowboys culture. He's yeah, he To me, he's still a fan favorite, like, personally, for me. I, I, I,
1: I would agree with that. And I, I kind of said this last week. I said it wouldn't be on my list, but I know a lot of people say it. So I was kind of surprised that John agreed with, you know, others with that one, because that one still, it's like one of those ones that I'm like, there's still some ifs left. Yeah, Like, if he has a really great season this year, like – this is one of those those years where we're going into the season and these guys are, like, working out like crazy. They are balling out of their minds. He's probably never been in, like, so, like, lean and in shape like this. Like, if he goes into the season and just, like, crushes it, then, like, this drops off the list. So, I mean, there's still – he still has five years left in his contract, and I think that might be more so where the – where people's gears get grinded about it because the, it's just like such a long contract.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind, Zeke's contract will get restructured. Maybe yeah. in a a year or two, it will get restructured and it'll be more salary cap friendly. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, like, like that's if they want to stay on board with Zeke. That's if the Cowboys want to, but yeah. if, I'm I'm confident they will because he's still I still think he's got a lot to give to the team he ha- he wants to be like well he's He's never he's no one's never going to be emmett smith no one has yeah. like but he can still He you still make his own legacy so to speak he can still be yeah. a, a great contributing player to the dallas Cowboys organization and if he if he gets himself into that scenario where he can get us to a super bowl and wins and that then he'll be he'll be a legend for ever. So yeah, then this I, will
1: be a moot conversation.
2: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so I don't want to get ahead of, ahead of myself as always, but like yeah, just just for speak sake, if seat was to get us a super bowl within that contract, no one will be battering an eyelid, they'll be like, Oh yeah, he's worth every single dollar. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. everyone can switch their tunes so quickly. Like, they talked about the Natives, the Natives, but when was the positive? it was like, oh, I believe in that all the time. And I was like, no, you didn't.
1: <laughs> well, and it's, it also goes to, like, when we uh, traded DeMarco Murray or released him,
0: oh.
1: everyone was so angry. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. they had a guy that had arguably more talent, And they were like, well, last time everyone got really angry. Maybe we ought to keep them, huh? I'm sure that wasn't fully a consideration there, but it's just, you know, one of those things.
2: Yeah, I think even DeMarco nowadays he regrets probably making that decision to switch over, especially to the most uh, disgusting team in the NFL. Sorry, Edo-sans, but you are. Um,
1: They're not listening to this.
2: (laughs) yeah good way well, yeah that's true <laughs> actually um if you are yeah.
1: turn it off <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah when it comes to the DeMarco money yeah i was bummed out and in a way like if that was the way he was trying to play in that Edo season this as well you know what we've kind of more or less have saved ourselves some money to be honest like he did not do anything and i think it was tennessee he ended up after that mm-hmm. and and that's and he kind of more or less paved the way for Derek henry that yeah. for pretty much being his babysitter for one season. So, in a way, in hindsight, I'm not that bothered by it. But at the time, I think everybody was pure mad about it. Like, it's like, why the hell did we let him go? It was the same when you, there's so many other decisions that we could say, like the Byron Jones letting him go, um, s- some other players out there. Uh, but yeah, the, but, but going back to Zeke, though. Um, yeah, it's just phew, I don't know where I'm going with this now I'm a pure <laughs> winning I've, I've, yeah, I've just then, went, I'm off the rails there <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, You're good uh, That's what a Zeke conversation will do to you, honestly now,
2: yeah, it, yeah, that's true It just makes you, it grows arms and legs
1: Let me trigger you a little bit again
2: Oh no <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sticking with Jason Garrett for too long Preach That,
2: that should be number three That should, should be, be number, number
1: one, one. <laughs> I'm Just kidding
2: no, that should definitely be number three. Like, yeah, put, like put down Jalen and Zeke down to four and five, uh, four and five, and put Jason up to number three. Yeah, because like
1: he has. I, get, he, I hope he like sends Tony like flowers every year, and it's like thanks for letting me keep my job for so long, oh, and back for that matter.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's basically the everyone had his number before the even season started. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. We, we became so predictable under Jason Garrett in those last, what, I would say four seasons. Yeah. Right.
1: I mean, and he, he really did, like, put all of the responsibility on himself and therefore put himself in the hottest seat in the arena. So yeah. <laughs> he, he tried to... I
2: don't know I mean it'll be forever being right. known as the he'll be f- forever being known as the clapper unfortunately <laughs> Like I, I don't know there's more memes of Jason Garrett clapping than there was actually of us actually doing well and like don't get me wrong we had some good seasons with him but it was not the most attractive style of football like
1: you know what's funny to me like I just don't think that he was a very good coach. And I think he was given like way too much uh, responsibility and was also given too much leeway because he was such a yes man to Jerry. So I'll get that off out of the way yeah. right now, but I feel like he's about to have one of those redemption arcs and I'm just not going to forget just so yeah. because he's joining. Um, what is it, the SNF team? And, He's going to like have like some funny moments and be like all. Oh, look at Jason Garrett. What a guy. And guess what, guys? I'm not falling for it. He's full of crap.
2: Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will never forgive him for that Texas game back in 2018. I will never yeah. forgive him like that. No, not like, forgive him for I, a lot. <laughs> like, like just that. like that one decision was the end of the straw for me. Yeah, like, four from one. And we decided to punt it and we were in the, and we were trailing that game. Why the hell did we not go for it? It was in the like fourth quarter. Why did we not go for it? Like, yeah. it's like those type of decisions that just make me so mad. It really does.
1: He was an infuriating person. And, you know, unless you were a girl in that building, he just wasn't the nicest fella. So. Hmm. <laughs> I said what I said um hiring Mike Nolan as a defensive coordinator that one perked your ears up when I said it earlier
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was great like, I would say that's that should that could even be bumped up to a couple of places as well to be honest yeah Like we even when me Mike Brian and Jamie all from the UK Cowboys when we heard that Mike Nolan was going to be the new defensive coordinator we were just like oh man it was like, dead. we already felt it was going to be dead and gloom already from the get go. Yeah. And, and, we, and we already kind of saw that playing out during training camp where he had to simplify the playbook. Like, and God knows how many iterations of the playbook he had to simplify.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, and, and that's why our defense was so terrible. Like, no one got what Mike Nolan was trying to achieve.
1: Well, and it was like already a struggling unit at that point and mm-hmm. so like i think i had started calling them the cold boys or like the snowmen or something like that yeah being the hot boys for so long
2: yeah it was definitely uh we were, there was nothing hot about the hot boys at all during that season that's yeah and sure. it was
1: like he came in with a struggling unit that was already having a hard time like like learning their own defense that they had before and then you try to add in like all these like little fancy moves like it's it's not cute honey like (laughs) I'm good I mean
2: after I I did have some um, what was it well I did have some hope for our defensive lineman at the time our defensive lineman coach was the former 49ers head coach. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, what's his bloody name again? It's trying to do my nothing. Um i need to look it up, but basically he, he coached in the NFL Europe back in the day for the Scottish Claymores, which is my team, my local team back in the day. This was mm-hmm. talking about early 2000s, then he obviously moved up, became head coach for the 49ers for one year, then he started went back down to being a defensive lineman coach. I thought with him, with his experience over the course of like 20 years, we're brought something, and that was a big letdown as well, on top of Mike Nolan. Like, well, we knew Mike Nolan was going to be a letdown regardless, but it just kind of felt like the mm-hmm. the assistant coaches and the positional coaches to help Mike Nolan would that actually maybe cushion the blow. But it, it just failed in all ends. It was just an absolute disaster for that 2020 season.
1: Yeah, it just, it kind of just seemed like, oh, here we go again to me because that whole building is very like, we like our guys. This is my guy, like, Whatever you say, it doesn't matter because this is my guy. Like I trust him. And it's like
2: it's Jim Tulsula, his name was Jim oh. Tulsula. Yeah. So yeah. So Jim Tulsula, he's now a head coach, he's now coaching back in Germany right now. Oh. Um yeah. So he's coaching the rain fire in Germany. So he was with the London monarchs, Scottish Claymores. Rain fire again, then went to San Francisco for seven years as D-line coach and interim head coach. Then he was made head coach in 2015, and then he coached the D-line for Washington. Then he came to Dallas. I mean, you would have thought with his resume, you would have made some type of impact, but no, he didn't.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it was just. I felt like the Mike Nolan thing was just like more of the same, like kind of it's obviously it's not nepotism because they're not related, but it's just like, you're just trying to fit this and make it work when it just, it's not the right fit. Yeah. And so, and I was a little bit concerned with like his philosophy, philosophy behind um, picking Dan Quinn. Cause I was like, Oh, just another one of your boys. But I like, I, I at least knew that Dan Quinn had like a much better resume. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I was like, it, That was like my moment of pause was just like, oh, another one of your boys.
2: Well, well, it's night and day difference between Nate Mullen and Dan Quinn. Yeah. Um, For one reason and one reason only, Dan Quinn talks to his players. Mike Mullen, Mike Mullen didn't. He basically passed on, he basically passed on the information to his positional coaches and tell them what to do. Like, that's not good coaching. Like, if you're the defensive coordinator, you you speak to your players, you mark out, you drill your players and tell them what you've done wrong. Like, like was there any surge of urgency from Mike Nolan? Probably not. From B, things of uh, players have kind of had their attitude towards him. I mean, honestly, it was just... A bad acquisition from Dallas, and I'm glad he's no longer part of the organization. And we're now moved on to much better things now. And for the first time in a long time, I am so excited what our defense is capable of now.
1: Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, the reason that you stated for not liking Mike Nolan just right then is why I don't like Mike McCarthy. So, you know, just throwing that yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to kind of lump these two together, but drafting Gavin Escobar in the second round and drafting Tristan Hill in the second round. Um, these are there because of what could have been.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: what wasn't.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if we got Travis Kelsey? Can you imagine? Yeah.
1: yeah so instead of, um, it was 16 picks later, Kansas City drafted Travis Kelsey.
2: And he's arguably the best tight end in the NFL right now. Like, yep. you could, like people could say oh it could be the other guy from san francisco or talk about well even our Gronkowski's now retired now he's officially retired now yeah but, still, but kelsey is definitely top three tight ends in the, in the league right now and exactly. he seems and he's
1: and he's, who, where's gavin escobar
2: yeah exactly where where is he right now
1: and that's kind of the thing with tristan hill too because the reason that one was is on here is because we didn't have a first round pick. He was our second round pick. Um, there were other safeties on the board that have played um, upwards. All of them are upwards of uh, twenty, more than twenty five games played. How many games has Tristan Hill played?
2: If my memory serves me right, I think it's no more than ten games he's played. Yeah. Like yeah. I think he started about maybe seven games or something maybe. like that. Yeah, something like that. And over the course and, he, and he's in his final year of his contract. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, and some and of the it's players
1: like it's it sucks. Like he's injured, whatever.
2: It's yeah. Like, and I was, I,
1: don't, I feel bad for him, but it's just like that, it's one of those what could have been had we had someone that was like consistently able to play,
2: you know? Yeah, yeah. There was like one of the names that really stands out that the guys that we could have, could have got at that at 58 overall was Taylor Rapp.
1: Yep.
2: Like, for who now plays for the Rams, just won a Super Bowl for him. So mm-hmm. like he sta- started all three sure seasons. Sure, he's content
1: where he's at. <laughs> um,
2: we're, we're, I'm just reading this. So he started 32 games over the last three seasons, including every regular season game last year, including for the Super Bowl champions, the Rams. Yeah. And there's... It's just consistency. He's on the field, he's getting game time all the time. Whereas Tristan, it's like there's an issue for this, he's injured for that. Like, but don't yeah. get me wrong, don't get me wrong though. Like, there is some I can see why Dallas had drafted them, but based on his college film, his get-off speed, I think, is phenomenal. I really do like from him, yeah. His snap anticipation when he sees the ball being snapped, he is very quick off the ball. But his problem is, is getting off blocks. That seems to be one of his problems. And with, with that, he gets into those, um, he gets so caught up. And we saw that Harry got injured. He's basically in the middle of the, yeah. the block. And next thing, he tumbles over because he's lost his footing. Does his yeah. ankle in or does his ACL in? And that's him. So... And that seems to be the, the the biggest problem for injuries for defensive linemen is is not able to get off blocks and next thing they know they're going over the feet and next end up twisting the wrong like ankle or knee or whatever and that on the way down to the ground. That seems to be the most common thing.
1: Yeah. And then we've beat this into the ground a million times, but you know, just of note. <sighs> not getting more for Amari Cooper. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is never going to go away.
1: No, it's not. Yep. Also, like, who do you think is going to be the one throwing to uh, Amari Cooper this year?
2: <laughs> Good question. Well, I think I think it's, a, it's an old Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Unless I don't like, are they going to try to pull anyone else in? Maybe? Oh, Andy Dalton. <laughs> Call up my boy. <laughs>
2: They don't have any draft get- at this rate, they don't have any draft picks to, to get an acquired quarterback
1: in. <laughs> That's a really good
2: point. Like, like they, they basically they threw out the kitchen sink to get the Sean Watson. Baker is now off to Carolina, where he's joined with his fellow first round draft pick, Sam Darnold. You've got the number one and number three overall in Carolina, and I'd They've got a bit. Well, and fairness, know enough. We've got a big a QB battle. They've got a Cor- Matt Coral there and stuff like that. So that'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, Matt Rule is just desperately trying to it, fail his way into saving his job. But
2: yeah, but back to the Browns. I I, yeah. I feel so sorry for uh, for Cooper. I really do. Like, I kind of do. <sighs> I kind of don't. It doesn't. It is. Does, it does not deserve this. It does not. The deserve fans to-
1: don't deserve it. it.
2: <laughs> no wait like, that front won't... office
1: is asking for it though
2: oh god like I, we're talking about pitchforks and torches yeah the, the, the browns fans should be doing that right now <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
1: <laughs> those poor people
2: oh man I'm sure Cleveland's a lovely city, but, man, your organization just they, – they, they just somehow, some way, they always seem to screw up that one position quarterback every single time. Well, and
1: then to add insult to injury, like, who's in the same state as a quarterback? Joe Burrow.
2: <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> and, and not to like, like,
1: most hated other team for them probably, other than, like, the Steelers. But just to, that, like
2: – Don't forget that. Don't forget the decision. They've got uh, Lamar Jackson against them twice a year as well. Yep. So it's like. Rough. Yeah. Anyway, screw it.
1: That might be more painful than being like a Lions fan because at least there's really no hope if you're a Lions fan. Like Baker Mayfield gave you some hope. He got you to the playoffs. Yeah. And then now.
2: If there's one a th- uh, hey, Listen, I, 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 if there's one thing you can give Baker Mayfield credit for, he has heart and determination, regardless. 100%. Like, he knew he was going to a dodgy team and stuff like that, uh, with the Browns and stuff like that, but he still gave it all. It's all. He made he the most like, of it.
1: I mean, granted, Johnny Manziel did the same thing, but he was like, yeah, take me. I want to go there. I want to go to Cleveland.
2: Yeah.
1: And when he got his opportunity, what did he do?
2: Oh, he stepped in up.
1: and he won their first game.
2: Yeah.
1: In years. In like 600 something games. Not, But you know, let me like burn your house down on your way out the door. Like <laughs> the disrespect <laughs> is just absurd.
2: It's the, f- the Browns should be screaming for the lottery for what they got for America right now. Yeah. Right. You're welcome. A fifth round draft pick and a compensation <clears throat> sixth round or something. I can't remember the exact deal. It was a fifth and a sixth. Basically, we swapped something with them, like Tripper yeah. and another pick. Here's and
1: peanuts and then um, a side of sunflower seeds.
2: Yeah, and, and essentially, like we, in fairness, what we did were a fifth round pick for what we traded for Tripper. We got Matt Willitsko, the the, the rookie offensive tackle. Yep, which which is very promising. Like, based on his RAC score, he's probably the most athletic uh, offensive lineman out of this draft class. Yeah. So that could be your swing tackle going into the season. So that could definitely help benefit our offense in terms of that exchange. But am I still mad at the fact that we let go of a former first-round draft pick, a guy we traded up for a first round and let him go for a fifth, Who's but nothing but give us production, when he's on that field.
1: And then everyone else turned around and got, like, first and third round, or first, second, third round picks for all their guys, like...
2: Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and, and, and Devontae Parker. Or wait, wait, what on my Dolphins? Yeah, Devontae Oh, my. And A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown that one,
1: what? That one was rude.
2: That, to me, is... <laughs> the, well, to well, what did he go? He went to the Eagles, right? Yeah. A.J. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> well, well who's going to force him? That's my question.
1: <laughs> he said what he oh. said, folks. He said what he said. Man.
2: Oh, man.
1: It'll be a truly interesting year. Can't wait. <laughs> For everybody. Uh, yeah. At least they're not Browns fans.
2: Oh, man. Or Lions.
1: Well, at least their coach is cool.
2: I'll give him that. He's pretty, pretty, seems pretty, pretty cool. He's like
1: dedicated <laughs> to like making a change. Yeah. He probably yeah. actually watches film, unlike Mike McCarthy.
2: <laughs> I'm just picturing that watching coaches of other coaches and <laughs> then figuring out how <he> to deliver speeches <laughs> and stuff like that. You're like, what?
1: All I did in my off-season was watch film. Just kidding. I didn't.
2: Oh, God. But oh, right. I like that. Just going back to that point. No, we could but though like and like and like you said, this is not gonna go far away for a long, long time.
1: Mm-hmm. No. And it shouldn't. They should feel embarrassed.
2: Like the our back office should be embarrassed for what like
1: this is actually a really embarrassing off season. I hurt my own
2: feelings. It, it really it, it really is. It, like, like, Robert, we're hurting ourselves right now by even talking about it. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, you're getting emotional now talking about it.
1: <laughs> I think I'm, I'm still like laugh crying about all our Browns talk.
2: um Oh, what's that meme? It's basically uh Jim Carrey. I think is it Jim Carrey or is it, I can't remember. It's when someone who's holding a glass of wine, it's shaking it and crying at the same time. It's like,
1: oh,
2: like you, ever, you ever,
1: Oh, I think uh, that's Will Ferrell.
2: Well, Phil, that's the one. Yeah, it's Will Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like screaming my emotions. Yeah.
1: Well, even that makes me think of Randy Gregory drinking glass of wine. Like, come on.
2: Oh God, that's it's getting us all flashbacks right now. We're yeah, sorry. well We're... so
1: so we don't all cry. Let's um we'll all think about all the good things that could happen this year and uh and football's around the corner, guys. What? Things to smile about.
2: We'll leave it a high note though. Micah Parsons yeah. is the fastest linebacker in the NFL. Did you see that video?
1: Uh from the like camp that Cinco was at?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, he's looking really good, and also he even I,
1: tripped at the end, and he still won.
2: I also I noticed our very own on Kelsey Charles is at an offensive lineman um, kind of yeah. convention where Duke mm-hmm. Melliviver and uh, Baldy uh, Billing uh, from from NFL.com are there. So I'm extremely jealous of that.
1: Yes, and uh, our dear friend Carmen Vitali is there from the Draft Network as well. Oh, so everyone sweet. check out all their content and uh, get excited. Hopefully our O-line is a high point. Maybe. Potentially.
0: Well,
2: I don't want to talk about it. Yep. When you've brought the likes of Duke Merriweather working with the O-line, it's, yeah. no, it's, no, it's, no, it's no. a good thing. It's a really, yeah. really good thing. This guy is the best of the best out there. Yeah, that we're training likes sort our of potential college athletes to be pros and keep them on the same wavelength the guy does an amazing work with offensive linemen if you haven't checked out his stuff go check out his instagram and stuff like that you'll be amazed of what type of coaching this guy does in terms of technique strength and conditioning for and even nutrition for offensive linemen the guy yeah. is phenomenal
1: yep so you know, football's around the corner. We have things to look forward to. We have reasons to smile, even though we gave you reasons to frown. So, <laughs> everyone, do your skincare routines and uh, lay on the couch, watch your favorite movie. Just
0: f- my favorite
2: movie.
1: Self care Sunday.
2: <laughs> Self care Sunday. That's uh, true. <laughs> I thought you were gently asking me what my favorite movie was. And well, what is your
1: favorite to- movie?
2: Um, probably uh, film Metal Jacket, actually report its uh, Stanley Kubrick from *Set in Vietnam*. Like, you ever, you ever seen that movie? No. <laughs> right. You, you'll definitely know the scene of the drill sergeant. Like, the drill sergeant makes That's that right. whole movie. Yeah. So it's, it's very iconic that movie. Um some of the actors are in it. They're like, um, what's his name? He's in *Law and Order* now, and he played uh, Kingpin and Daredevil. Oh God, I'm, I'm really terrible with names today. I'm, I'm telling you, it's this Scottish son I'm telling you
1: yeah. My favorite movie is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days So I just don't think we like the same genre here
2: Oh god, burn
1: <laughs> Alright y'all, you have a Good week uh, If you need anything Cowboys related We have you covered, check out bloggingtheboys.com You can listen to uh, um, Us and everybody else Every single day of the week at uh, Anywhere you listen to podcasts Really uh, blogging the boys make sure you subscribe where can they find you Paul
2: yep you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am too.
1: and you can find me at Meg Murray with 4 r's on Instagram and Twitter and you can tell me what your favorite scene of how to lose a guy in 10 days was I hope you guys have the best week
2: have a good one guys <laughs> good care boys